This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Right there, right there. up. This is the game for me. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall Obsession, baby. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. First of its kind, coming to you from the field. I'm Sam Thrash with Fall Obsession, and sitting next to me in a tent right now is mm-hmm. Nick Powell, our media production manager with Fall Obsession. What's, what's up? up, what's up? So... Kind of, we gave you guys kind of a heads up in the in previous week's episodes, but we're actually we're actually out here now. We're hunting. We're doing it. And uh, right now we're sitting in a tent eating some lunch midday in between the morning and the afternoon hunt. Been a uh, been an eventful trip, and that's what we uh, so far. Not always in a good way. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's, that's what I was what, gonna say. That's what we plan on getting into today. Um, again, the purpose of these podcasts or just to bring you guys something different, something actually from deer camp and share with you guys firsthand our experience while it's fresh on our mind and everything from, from out here and in the deer woods. So, but first order of business, you guys know the drill elite archery, go check them out. Elitearchery.com. Go to your local dealer, check out that new cure um, or even a previous year's model. Nick, you're running the ritual from yep. last year yep. and just in the last day you've already smoked two pigs with it yeah out here, two so. little pigs pretty pretty far shots for you know being for a moving target at least one at 30 yards one at 40 so yeah and that thing was right on the money both times around the money elite and slick trick deadly combo absolutely right there those rapid <clears throat> tricks did did the job so anyway, guys, if, you, if you're if you looking for a new bow or you're curious about elites, we encourage you to go check them out. Again, leadarchery.com or go to your local dealer. Shoot one, compare it to other brands, compare it to yours, and see if it's right for you. 
Um, like I always say, the biggest mistake you can make is buying a different brand of bow before you at least try an Elite. So give them that chance and go check them out mm -hmm. wherever you got the opportunity. So man, where do you want to start with this? Because these these have been a very a couple of very interesting days that yes, that to we've say had the least. here together. A lot of firsts on this trip. For a both lot of, of firsts. I, I guess we should we should preface this with the fact that one, we're camping. Yes. That's that's our setup. We're yes. not staying in a building or any sort of accommodations. We got our own thing, yeah. and we're camping. And neither, Primitively, no electricity, yeah. no water. And neither one of us has really done this like this before. I, no. I haven't camped since I was a little kid, and I, I don't remember exactly. You, you said you have very little experience as well. It's, so. it's been a, a long while, Yeah, for sure. So a lot of firsts and a lot of... Uh, a lot of things forgotten. <laughs> yes, we have a list already of what we're going to bring next time. Yes. So, I guess we should start with we, when we got here. We started, I came to your house. Mm -hmm. We met up, went to Walmart yep. to get stuff. Didn't get everything that we needed. No. And got out here. The weather was hot. Yes. Like 85 degrees and some high humidity yesterday. It that, was it was pretty pretty nasty. Not not good uh, deer hunting weather. Yeah, some would call that nice weather for being outside, but for deer hunting, too hot. Too hot. Too hot. So camp getting set up was interesting. Yep, we got here to set up camp. Well, the camp the we set up this tent that me and my wife bought years and years ago. It's a nice tent. 10 by 16 plenty of room and uh yeah that was trial and error as well if you guys get a big tent know that there are probably long rods and then shorter rods and then <laughs> very short rods yeah and try to distinguish which ones each one of those are prior to you trying to set it up <laughs> trying to set them up yeah exactly so we made it work though so you you were able to come out here, and I know we talked. We had a podcast recording session right before you went down here for the scouting yep. day or the orientation day. But um, tell us a little bit again about where we are, what why we're out here, and kind of what you got to look at on your orientation day coming out here. Prior so to. the state of Texas has several WMAs all over the state. WMA standing for Wildlife Management Areas, <clears throat> and these are public land areas that they have a draw for every year that uh, for a permit in order to hunt that WMA. Uh, so I, when I bought my tag online, or my license online, I, uh, they have several, what they call them e-postcard draws, and uh, I put in, I, I looked up where the WMAs were that I wanted to put in for. I didn't want it to be, you know, seven hours away um, to go hunt for just a few days and hunt public land. Um, so I looked at all the ones in my area and two, three hours away, and this was one of them. And I got an, an email that said I drew successfully. And so they, they have four date slots, uh, from the beginning of the season when archery season starts to, uh, I think they have four slots and they're each nine days a piece. So I got drawn for the first one, um, and luckily 
luckily I got drawn for the first one and now we're out here and we're doing it doing it we're trying to do it at least Nick's hunting and I'm running camera for him yep I'm the producer of this trip yeah appreciate it man yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah you bet <laughs> Sam Sam has gut issues <laughs> I'm, He's sure, been having gut I'm issues. sure that's going to come up in this podcast but ever since we left pretty much I have my stomach has not agreed with me and for those of you who are legitimate campers and hardcore outdoorsmen and backwoodsmen, yeah, you know that the great outdoors is not always the best place to have stomach issues. Yeah. So when nature calls, it's it's always at the most inconvenient time. And it's been a loud calling this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's growling at us over and over again. So <clears throat> we fumbled around, we got our camp set up. Yep. And so then we head out there. We got these hang-on or climbing stands, climbing I guess. Climbing stands, yeah. These, these climbing stands, hang-on. which, and the amateur in both of us is about to come out because neither That's one on. of us had ever used climbing stands nope. before. Never even touched one. And it's probably not, again, the best idea to <laughs> wait until you're trying to get into the tree that you right. have selected to hunt before you try to figure out your climbing stand, but... That's pretty much what happened. And <laughs> exactly we had, what happened. It took a little <laughs> bit for us to find a good, what we thought was a good spot. It was on a couple of game trails in the nearby area and some decent sign, which on public land, that's that's a lot of what you can do right that's there. That's really all you have to go off. On right? a hunt as short as ours, there's not a whole lot of time to scout and try to pattern deer and figure out activity, so you kind of have to go just on the here and now. Right. And what you can find. And this place is huge. This is 3,000-something acres. It's, just shy of four. Just shy of four. Yeah, so it's like 3,900 acres total, and it's all heavily wooded. Yeah. There's the only there's a couple of, of clear cuts with, with power lines. Um, I think there's one with a, a gas pipeline that's clear cut, um, like one or two open fields, and the rest of it. And these are not big fields. These are probably 100-acre fields yeah. at, the, at the most. And so... The rest of it is timber, pure timber. Yes. And so getting, you know, you can't drive an ATV through it, so you can't just drive wherever you want. Um, and so really the only way to actually get and the only way to see this whole place is to drive an ATV around it. And then if you want to see, if you want to dive a little bit deeper, the only way to do that is to walk. And you can only walk so far in a day. <laughs> You can only walk so far in a day, and it's just it, <clears throat> man. It's just challenging to. It's challenging to get a good setup, like I said, with so limited time. Yes. So, we we threw something together real quick. We fumbled around to get into our stands. It took us like forty-five minutes to get yep. both yep. of us. We found two trees that were right next to each other, and it took us like forty-five minutes to get into them. So, that were clean. Yeah, they were clean, because everything else has freaking the biggest poison ivy that we've yeah, ever seen everything around there it. had poison ivy poison ivy everywhere it seemed like had to stay away from that get up in the tree forgot to bring the loppers with us yep so you're up there trying to manually break all the branches off yeah and i'm trying to get a little bit above you <clears throat> to get a good camera angle i don't know how long do you think we sat there before those pigs came out two hours yeah two hours I'll let you tell that story. It's your freaking hunt. 
Well, I mean, we were just sitting there, didn't see anything the whole time. And then all of a sudden, it seems like we just hear rustling all around us. Seems like it was because we were kind of facing each other in our trees. And we heard some rustling off to the left, some rustling behind us, rustling off to the right. And then the uh, main sound was coming from behind me. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we both were looking to see if we could see anything. I think we saw him at the exact same time. Yeah. And there was probably 15 of them coming through the trees. And then they were headed because we took the four-wheeler down a, a trail about 100 yards away from our stand. And they were going down that same trail. And then they, I guess they saw the four-wheeler because they were not going to come where they were going to come. They yeah. saw that four-wheeler and, you know, there's always a lead sow that's leading the pack. I guess she saw that four-wheeler and changed directions real quick and then they started coming right for us. And then uh, they were coming right towards you because you were facing opposite me. So they were right in front of you. But it was off to my left, and luckily I'm a right-handed shooter. Yeah. So off to my left was right where they needed to be. Got within about 40 yards and then stopped. I took a quick – when they were coming, I kind of saw the path that they were coming, and I took a quick a, uh, a quick range on a tree that they were going to pass. And it was at 38 yards. So I was like, okay, they're going to pass right in front of that, and then I'll get them to stop when they pass it. And then they ended up stopping short of that tree and then the lead sow you know went was kind of nudging out there she was checking out the place and all the little piglets were eating or were doing whatever they do and then the lead sow went back she started eating too so I had a tree right in front of me and I had to kind of duck around that tree to get a good shot and then um, she put her head down I aimed it right at her Right at her temple. Yeah. And then squeezed off the arrow. Yeah. And she ended up, I think she ducked it. I think it skipped right across her nose. And we have a video of this. You guys will be able to see it. But there was one of her little piglets was, which the piglets are probably like 50 pounds each. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're not. They're probably of birthing size or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, one of the littler ones was behind her and it, it got him, it got her right through the right through the ticker right through the ticker <laughs> right through the boiler maker yeah and she didn't go i mean probably 25 yards she didn't go 20 <laughs> <laughs> shout out rod daniels so we knocked down that pig and then the rest of the evening just kind of sucked it dragged man yeah we saw one buck or i saw him i don't even know if you saw him did you see him? I, I got glimpses of him but again we're facing kind of a weird setup you and i are facing each other so right. you could see him but he's behind me so it was hard for me to get a good look at him yeah so. and it was a small small buck really yeah. young one and a half two and a half years old his uh give him five years that buck will be a monster because <laughs> if he's if he's one and a half because he only his main beams came out and then he only had nubs for tines and so if he's one and a half and his main beams are already almost to his ears yeah and he's gonna be a good deer in five years hopefully he makes it that long hopefully yeah so 
with as much trouble as we had with our setup, the thought process was we don't want to jack with this when it's dark out. Right. So we'll wait until the morning to... We'll hunt there again in the morning, and then we'll decide if we're going to keep the setup or if we're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And we probably should have just gone somewhere else. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we didn't we see have, anything this morning. We should have taken one the one deer as a sign. Yeah. It's just so hard, man. It's so hard, like we said earlier, to, to pattern and figure them out. But I'll kind of go into our camp life a little bit, and that'll lead into our decision for our sit this evening that we're about to head out on yeah but first off we come back to camp and you got green hatch chili venison sausages oh, yeah. from cinnamon creek that we're planning on cook up to cook up i brought this little propane infrared grill that i have just sitting in my garage that i've never really used which actually works really good it worked like a charm like a like a charm but we get back and we're like, we don't have any plates. No plates. <laughs> no silverware. No. Well, we picked up. No, we picked oh, up. We the, did get that at Walmart. We the did. First time. We did remember the first time <laughs> we went to Walmart. We did remember the silverware. Yeah. And we picked up like these little kind of heavier duty plastic camping yeah. utensils. You know, kind of just a, a set. And they're like it was like ninety nine cents each or something. Yeah, it, it was, it was cheap. cheap. So we picked some of those up, but we completely forgot about plates. Yep. So it's not until the sausages are on the grill <laughs> that we're like, oh, we don't have any plates. Whoops. And so we're looking around. We're like, well, Walmart's 20 minutes away. Yeah. So what are, what are we going to do here? The, the meat's cooking. And we look over, and you had bought for this hunt a brand new muddy tree harness. Yep. For To sit up in the tree. And I look over, and there's your muddy tree harness box sitting over there. And I'm thinking, all right, well, we can rig something up. So I cut I cut this box in half, basically, yeah. and make two trays. We're staring at them right now. Just ate lunch out of them. Yeah, just ate lunch out of them. The funny thing is we went to Walmart that night, and we still didn't buy we plates. Didn't we decided plates. to keep we're using like, yeah, our muddy boxes. We're going to save save five bucks and not get plates and <laughs> use our box plates. They work pretty good. They're working great. So we got those squared away. We had to get ice the second time we went to Walmart. Yep. And just a bunch of other random stuff. The plate dilemma was probably a big oversight. And, and we, you, we were going to have some pork chops last night. We were. But. That didn't work out It either. was like 10 o'clock when we got back because we got some dry rub at Walmart. Yeah. That we were going to use. But it's like 10 o'clock when we got back and we were, we were pretty, uh, pretty ready to crawl in our sleeping bags. Guys, I apologize for some of these loud noises that y'all are going <laughs> to hear. We're. We're bare bones today, going back old school like we did when we first started the podcast yeah. with our just the recorder. We don't have our fancy mics or anything, so every little movement inside this tent gets picked up on on audio. But um, on that note, though, because you're talking about the pig, um, and I know we've talked about hog hunting and, and wild hogs and everything on previous podcast episodes, but guys, these things are absolutely destructive, mm-hmm. especially... Excuse me, especially when you got a bunch of them out we here. We witnessed it today. Yes. Good so night. this afternoon, after our unsuccessful morning sit, we decided to go and do a little bit of scouting, try to find a different spot for the evening, and that led to your second hog hunt. Of, yeah. Of the uh, of the trip. Prom two hog hunt. Yeah. So Nick put on a pretty decent little stalk on this group of pigs. How far do you think it was? Two hundred. Two hundred yards. You pr- yeah, we probably. 
covered two two fifty before you were in range. Yeah. So, but pigs are easy to stalk. They're they can't see, especially if they're busy doing something. Yeah, they can't see. They're blind as a bat. They really rely on their sense of smell to protect them. And if they're in a group like they were, then mm-hmm. they can't hear anything over their own noise. So yeah. it's it's very easy to if the wind's right to sneak up and get close to them without like we much said, difficulty. So. Super destructive because they stick their nose in the ground, yeah, looking for grub worms and other other bugs underneath the you know the topsoil. And so they're trying to dig underneath them and, and get those bugs and eat those grubs and stuff. So they just tear everything up. Yeah. Crops. They don't care what what's on top. You know they want to get what's underneath, and so if they got their nose down, they're they're pretty easy to stock up on. Yeah. Yeah, and that was my first successful spot and stop. Yeah. And fortunately, we got it on camera. So, uh, guys, be sure to go to our Facebook and and uh, I guess it's gonna be on Instagram too. Probably that's your department, Sam. Yeah, it'll it'll be on all of our platforms and stuff. So go um, check it out. It'll be up there. It'll be up there soon. Real real brute of a pig too yeah it's huge yeah we'll share the picture with you guys it's just an absolute stud yeah so nick's got a nick's working on a good project for you guys with yeah. uh, with some of these we got a couple of some of these working on hunting videos and stuff he's dishing out that he's front and center in or or somebody like him is so. yeah somebody similar yeah so i know we're being very vague <laughs> and very mysterious but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's entertaining it's a it's a cool stock it's cool that you actually killed an animal and then you and your uh, alter ego made it very entertaining so <laughs> what alter ego, I don't have an alter ego. <laughs> but all as to say we started with that and then we went on and did our scouting and i think when we got to the back side of this place and turned down you know kind of following the trinity river man it was absolutely insane the amount of damage yeah. there was there was a clear-cut path kind of running parallel with the river mm-hmm. for i don't know probably five six hundred yards yeah and 20 yards wide yeah the whole time and from one side to the other is just constant it looked like somebody gone through there with a garden tiller yeah. it's just churned up yep. dirt the and mud and craters in the middle of it some places just these pigs had absolutely been tearing it up mm-hmm. coming out of those river banks and tearing up tearing up this land so all my point that i'm trying to get at is they're a very destructive species down here and pretty you pretty much kill them whenever you get the chance and when you do you don't always use the meat they're a varmint yeah. is what they are down here there's so plenty of them to go around something and some of them you don't want to use the meat because pigs are freaking disgusting yes so. that's a fact but tell everybody about what we're looking at this evening with our so this evening setup there. we like i mentioned earlier there's a couple of fields um we wanted something because from when we got from the beginning when we first got here to uh this morning we've been hunting really dense woods mm-hmm. so uh there are a couple of open fields uh in this wma and so tonight we are going to hunt one of those the edge of one of those to um maybe we can see a little further instead of just you know 100 yards out we can see all the way across and see them coming hopefully yeah we saw a good there's a good watering hole in the middle of it so uh saw some good tracks around it some good sign so looked, we're going to try and like take a pretty good book um but how about uh last night when we got home that was what i was going to bring up next and kind of like 
this setup that we're talking about that we're gonna <clears throat> that we're gonna be in tonight is probably one of the closest spots you can hunt to camp. Camp's really yeah, at the front I'd of this place so. and then you have to go down a long road before it opens up into the WMA hunting grounds. And pretty much as soon as it opens up, um, our setup's not that far from nope. there right there. It's within walking distance oh, yeah, pretty easily. Sure. But one reason that we wanted to check that out was because when we came back from Walmart for the mm. second time last night, mm, mm, mm. we pulled in and there's a field bordering the campgrounds. It's private land, so yep. it's it's not huntable for us, but it's just wide open. You can see everything. And just as we're turning the truck around, our headlights scan. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you can hear. My stomach is growling <laughs> with my uh, with my gut issues at the moment. It's so. been doing that since we got out here. Yes. Anyway, the headlights sweep this field that's next to our campgrounds, and there is a stud of a deer very good bedded in the field with a bunch of does and younger bucks around him this was an older deer he was a really mature eight point buck very respectable deer pretty wide oh yeah and so that kind of that kind of led us to look closer to camp today for a spot to hunt because we're thinking these deer are are right in our lap Mm -hmm. i mean they're on private land we can't hunt them right there but they're right in our lap yep here close to camp and we can literally see where they were from where we're sitting right now inside of our tent yeah it's and it go i know i've heard stories from from other guys and family and, and i'm sure that you guys have either had an experience yourself but ever in part of a hunt club or a deer camp there's always that one guy that always hunts like the road going into camp or something like yeah. that yeah and he's always successful all these other guys <laughs> go way back in there trying to find a monster and he just hangs up there close yep gets it done every time so I'm hoping that that mentality is going to bring us some success tonight. So. I hope so. I hope so, man. Because we we saw one small buck last night, mm-hmm. and then on, during our sit this morning, we didn't see anything, mm-hmm. not even a pig. Nope. And then we decided to go drive around, and we saw one small buck while we drove well, around. Well, and you killed that second pig. Yeah. And so just need something to happen tonight it's public land man yeah you, you never know and it, we need it, something to happen it's hard hunting so um and again guys we're we're kind of newbies in this world we're we're not too familiar with the whole public land thing it's a new experience for us and then um camping uh climbing tree stands and so all this firsts. other stuff that's just this trip is full of first for us yeah so if you guys if you guys have any experience, if you're listening to this and you have any experience hunting public land, uh, go to our Instagram, go to our Facebook page, and message us because we would love to get your advice. Because this is this is something that I'm planning on doing every year, yeah, if I can. So if you guys have any tips or tricks that you use that uh, in your experience, uh, holler at us because we'd love to we'd love to uh, love to hear what you know. It, you know, yeah. That's what that's what we're all about. We're all about sharing our knowledge and sharing our experience with yep. others. And like I said, we're out here and we're a bunch of amateurs, but here we are podcasting from camp about it to tell you guys about it. So hopefully you don't forget your plates. Don't and forget your thermosel either. Yes. Oh don't leave gosh. home without a thermosel because you'll take an off shower like we did. Which is not smart either for hunting. No, so. it's not. 
Well, guys, um, we're going to be trying to make this a thing throughout the season where it is relevant. Um, there'll still We'll still be doing our podcast with some guests probably from time to time, meeting up and doing uh, the studio thing like we do normally. But we're when it's relevant, we're going to try to bring you guys these podcasts from the field because it's fresh on the brain, and you can probably hear the how tired we are in our voices probably. right now because we are freaking <laughs> tired. Um, but needless to say we're just we're trying to do something different and bring you guys an extra sense of realism with this um so hopefully hopefully that we're we're gonna have a successful trip here and it'll be a it'll be a couple of beneficial episodes for you guys i know we're looking this is going to be a shorter episode um for this week because we've talked about everything we really have to talk about (laughs) with this hunt yeah but our plan is as long as we have content to do it with is if we kill something here in the next couple hunts on the drive home uh tomorrow we'll be podcasting about those successful hunts so yeah hopefully that's going to be next week's episode um if it's not then you guys will know that nothing came of this trip (laughs) we're definitely hoping that's not the case so we hope to uh give you better news on the next podcast on hopefully part two of this podcast yes um but if not that's sometimes how it goes and it'll be all right there's always next year but be sure to go to fallobsession.com. That is the hub. Uh, it's got all of our content on it, all kinds of uh, videos, our uh, flagship series, Fall Obsessed Outdoors. You can go check it check it out. Um, it's got our podcast on it if you want to listen to it there. It's got uh, recipes, um, articles written by our staffers, uh, all kinds of stuff. So go there, check it out. Also follow us on social media. Uh facebook instagram twitter go subscribe to our youtube channel we got some awesome videos on there uh and subscribe to this podcast and also there's a place on our website if you have any suggestions for a podcast topic uh, go to followobsession.com slash podcast there's a form at the bottom where you can fill that out uh and fill out any uh topic suggestions <laughs> and with that folks we'll see you wait wait, wait 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 no i have something else you reminded of me when you said give us feedback. Guys, we got some, I think in a couple weeks ago, we gave you guys some positive feedback, shared it with you guys that we had on our podcast. So we we had another uh, review oh, yeah, that's right. pop up that's right. on Apple Podcasts. You guys can actually go look at this, but somebody rated our podcast and gave us a review. They it's gave us five kind, stars, which very is very kind. kind. It's I, I think they're a little confused by this i i don't know but i'm gonna i'm gonna read word for word what this review says i'd like to share it with y'all yeah the the title for this review is best fashion podcast ever this is easily the best fashion podcast there is i can't say enough about this podcast i literally schedule my week around this podcast and the new episodes great guests every week nick pal Needs some work, but everyone knows that already. I seriously can't stand the guy. (laughs) I highly recommend this podcast to anyone trying to get new ideas for the latest fashions. Definitely go with Sam's advice. Pal, not so much. This podcast is fabulous. Fabulous. Bless his heart. So this person is obviously a little confused as to what Fall Obsession is, but if you are looking at fashionable hunting wear... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's my point with this, with sharing this with you guys. Go to fallobsession.com and order some of our uh, hats and t-shirts. We yeah. got our pronghorn country shirt. We got our uh, our bow hunting tee. Some new hats on the on the market. So yeah, um, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. 
I wear my Fall Obsession shirts all the time because they are some of the most comfortable shirts I own. Yes. So, and and this is, I'll go ahead and elaborate because I, I, I transparency and I don't want to confuse people. So the person who left this review is somebody that both Nick and I know. Yes. So it's not just out of the blue, but it it is very humorous that uh that he's trying to trying to go the route he's going. So <laughs> there probably there might be a little bit more information coming on that in the in future episodes but we'll like we always do we'll keep y'all guessing and we do appreciate all reviews and feedback so if y'all go if y'all want to give us a review on our podcast we take please we take uh criticism very constructively absolutely so if that means that y'all think that this episode sucked please tell us and we'll never do it again but but also give us five stars at the same time (laughs) you don't have to do that don't have to do that all right guys thanks for listening to another week of fall obsession podcast And we'll catch you next week for another episode, hopefully, with a deer on the ground. Yeah. Catch you later.